Okay, we are live. It is End Times for Dummies, Lesson 7. Uh, we have, uh, unfortunately, two, two guests in residence, unfortunately, because they're not here every week. Uh, David McDonald from Canada, Frederick Murphy from Florida, and uh, they're probably going to outshine us in this. But uh, tonight's beginning episode is, if you look on the glass table, you will see every review item from every lesson that tells you what you should have had on your timeline as a result of the previous lesson. I have color-coded them, unfortunately, due to the pizza I had. Both Thessalonians and Joel are both in red. I would have preferred them to be different colors, but, well, that's the way it goes. Blame it on Canada, eh? There it is. So our chore is going to be to lay these pieces out along the uh, side where the Martin family is, along the edge here, in sequence. So what we're going to do is break down into teams, and we're going to try and put them in sequence, and then each team will argue against the other team as far as um, whether or not they agree or disagree. So as I break the teams and we get started on that, I'm going to be getting a dry erase marker and I will be marking on the actual glass the exile, the diaspora, whatever way you want to look at it, and the millennial reign so that you can uh, post your pre and post millennial opportunities. Any questions on what we're going to do? Any volunteers for Team Captain? Outstanding. 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 All right, so Joshua's going to be a Team Captain. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm deferring to my dad. I haven't been able to do this study as well as I should. You know... I thought you were talking about a certain team. You can whine at me all you want, but you volunteered and you're going to be in charge. I don't care what you say. Your father's going to be on a different team, and you're not on his team. All right, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four. I need four teams, so. What was that noise? Oh, something upstairs. Okay, so we uh, need four teams. So uh, green team doing the Ezekiel passages. Josiah is the captain of the green team. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Aren't, aren't the individual colors already in order of themselves? Yeah. Are the we have to put them in order, in order with each other, right? Not no. just within themselves. No, because you should already have them, just by doing the study, you should have them in order by themselves. Now you're going to integrate them. We're going to say color integrates the end. Yes. Okay. All right, so I have two team captains, and I need two more team captains. Thank you, Gregory. Outstanding. Okay. So, uh, so that's uh, three team captains. I need another team captain. <laughs> Outstanding, Joshua. Thank you very much. All right, so one, two, three, four. That leaves one, two, three, four, five. So each, I was just going to watch, but I am willing to be on a team. So, um, so team captains, if you'll stand and grab a partner, 
that will use up everybody but like one guy. So grab somebody near you and, and do that. <laughs> one and guy. Is the, uh, and then the, uh, uh, there'll be the musical yeah, chairs. Along. You know, it, it may be that it, it may be that uh, <coughs> Alex and I are, no, are alone. Team captains, stand up. Team captains, let's go. Team captains, team captains, stand up. Now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Yes, All right. So uh, you get the uh, red Thessalonians. Grab all those, but don't wrinkle them, please. Careful, careful, careful. You first volunteer who didn't really want to volunteer. You get all the black ones. Those are all from Daniel. I know you're very familiar with Daniel. So go ahead and grab those. Um, I'm Alex and I have the blue one. Um, you get the green ones. Okay. Okay, nice. Joshua, why don't you take the red ones? I will take the red ones. Okay. The other red ones. The other red ones, yeah. I wish they were different red ones. Okay. So, um, Alex and I have Second Peter. How many do you have? How many what do I have? Slips of paper? All of them that are blue. How many would that be? <laughs> All of the ones from Second Peter. I have the entire book. Blue Peter. Blue, Second Blue, Second Peter, blue. I have... Fiery destruction. I do. I, I thank you for recognizing that. All right. So team captains, grab a partner, and we're going to lay these this way. Okay? And I want you to know that the exile is there. The millennium is going to be right here in just a bit. I'm going to get my my thing right now. No, you hold that or put it on. All right. So grab a partner and start working it out. Perfect. Doesn't matter. Frederick, help me out here. All right. What book do we have? Uh, well, we have so, uh, Joel. 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 Yeah, that's um, that's right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a bunch here. Right after. Uh, yeah. right after uh, right. We just got a map. We got a really else has to throw it around. You got that upside down. That's what I hear. Yeah. So Lord, that's going to be towards. I think towards the end. All right. Possibly. Yeah. So. Towards. I don't know. Great. Everybody else is going to be. Well, see, I don't know that I would have made this one of the items quite. Yeah, that's this exactly is not what I'm trying to think of. Is this Micah? This no. seems like it's... To the prophet. Would this be yeah. after even the king? Or Malachi, I'm sorry. Malachi. Malachi. It is Malachi. Yeah, why does it say from the Joel study, which is technically a Malachi reference. Just going to throw that out. Yeah. Elijah the prophet. I would say yeah, Elijah doesn't show up in Jordan. Okay. Give me five points. <laughs> 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 it was still part of that lesson, was it not? I wasn't here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So that goes to the end. Well, right. But can we get these on the glass instead of your thighs? We're trying to integrate with the other colors. With the other teams. With the other colors. That's the whole idea. Judgment delivered in the name. Which it's good to integrate on your part, and then that feels like whatever way. Yeah. Somewhere right here, and then we can right around there. Wonders. Oh, well, all right, here, here comes insertion of green. Oh, yeah. So they're all okay. Yeah, they all kind of have to the same time. Um, I feel like. So is where it did you want to leave? I don't see where you marked exile. Because some of phrases are in front of the end of the table. Okay, oh, okay. and then you got millennium there. Yeah, some millennium. So the world to come is over here. Okay. And then is it wonders? Then judgment or judgment? Then wonders. This one. Yeah. We talked about that last week. I don't know the difference, but I do know they're both after the other one. Great. Okay, we're good there. We can swap that one. And this one will come in. Joined as one nation. 
Start with the yeah. It's going to be before the yep. anyway, right? I'm so thinking. That's the millennium, so it went that way. You, I mean, yeah, because wonders are the signs. Oh, really? The, well, how, where do we put After the millennium? Right. So. I, Although, there is an argument to be made no. that you, you guys could put these at the end of the that millennium. That it starts, that starts the millennium? Right. The end of the millennium. I mean, I guess that... So do you think that... Never mind, never mind. Yes, that makes sense. I would say all of those would fit at the end of the millennium. If that's the case, then... It is. I guess you had this discussion already, right? We have. And actually, I think we have come to the point that we still don't agree exactly where they're supposed to go. So we're safe. What's the problem there, Bubba? The man's law is this is revealed. Um... Will there be a king in the world to come? So we're going to enter next season. Deliverance of the Lord Moses on the day of the Lord. Deliverance of the Lord on the day of the Lord. Is this pre-wrapped? It's already all laid out. You can help anybody you want. Yeah, this is a team effort. Basically, all happening in the same time. Because if you read Joel, in the issuing, I think this is technically an order. Because for me, I think I'd integrate to here, right? Deliverance definitely fire destruction. Well, you could. I think the thing is, I don't have the words on side coming deliverance that we talked about. Theoretically, deliverance could also be here, right? You know, those five remain for the day. But in the passage, deliverance comes is the last thing referenced. Really never calls the name of the Lord to be saved. So you're <laughs> this, this is second and then comes the gap. saying that saved spiritually or physically? Um, I'm saying both based on this reference. Because judgment delivered in the nations and day of the Lord fires the Spiritual and this is the How would you define the same fiery destruction? Physical. Okay, well then, you know, fine. Then what? Okay, so the deliverance is physical. So probably should go into right. I would equate that. Okay. Okay. But I mean, theoretically, yeah, that makes sense. Also has a very physical sound. We're talking about the second death. The millennial Thank you very much. So is that like after the thousand years? Can we go? Can we go past that time? We can. We can stack things at the end. This is the. Oh, okay. Well, I would have put fire destruction later. Like it's referencing. Okay, so Joseph and Judah well, joined as one. Fire destruction. There's one in wrath, and there's also one. After the this seems like it has to happen after the battle. Well, but Second Peter is referencing the destruction of heaven and earth. This happened before the battle. That's the final one, right? That man right before the father rules. So that could. That is true. That would be the last one. If that's what it's referencing, unless it's physical. I think that. Yeah. Well, I think it is physical, but it's the reference. Yeah, it's definitely Yeah, because when he comes back, it's not fire yeah. destruction at all. It's 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 sword. Yeah, fire. Yeah, blood. Not seeing a lot of green integrated into the. Uh, well, I think we had more actually to be perfectly honest. <laughs> like this. Like a little green over there. Battle of make. Uh, so I would. Uh, uh, yes. How is that different than Israel? It's Gavis. coming in the money. Mm -hmm. What comes to have to be anti-Israel? Oh, sorry. Coming into the money is the. I still. What is that? I have to fix. So. I definitely still struggle with whether that goes here or at the end. Covenant. God's sanctuary established in Israel. Oh, that looks good to the Jews. Yeah, the day of the Lord is considered the last day. Too many Jews, and is it a good covenant? And the context is quite clear. It's not. Looks like the wise choice within the day of the Lord. Okay, yeah, like a good covenant. Well, yeah, you could say that too. Are you interpreting this as being taken away? Good. 
or you right. so you have that my understanding was that's the final right before the right, yeah. right after yeah. the yeah. I like that one as the like Armageddon the Valley of Decisions can we before what before the millennium basically the mystery can we pull the first three down towards possible although actually the destruction of Babylon in um Nice. In, that's uh, a great idea. In the uh, oh, relation, actually, I'm curious to see what you think about it now. It almost feels like it comes outside of the context of the battle. <laughs> like it occurs. It's unparenthetical, but it yeah. goes. Yeah. It's yeah. referencing, oh, by the way. The gaps in the gap. Oh. Well, that fits with <laughs> no, no, no. the passage hey. from Ezekiel where it's talking about. One more. That you know, oh. fire comes from heaven or whatever yeah. and falls on the. the <laughs> what on earth are we doing with this? That's it. Now I can read. Yeah, good. <laughs> okay, the gap. Okay. Anybody have anything left? No. All right. So for those at home listening online, um, sorry about that. Now, I'll... Uh, you should definitely read them. I'm going to read them in order. Picture. And then we're going to second guess them. So as I read through <laughs> them for those that are not watching, um, I would ask the rest of you to look specifically at the colors you did not put down. And... Uh, the next phase of our uh, class here is argumentation. That would be a uh, call to order. So the first thing here at the edge of the table is the issuing of the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. That's from Daniel. Then Messiah the Prince. That's from Daniel. And then Scott has placed the gap from Daniel long ways to show us that there's an extended period of time. Next, we have the anti-Torah man from Daniel revealed and a covenant with the many for one week, again from Daniel. Then we have in red, the restrainer is taken out of the way from Thessalonians. Apostasy comes from Thessalonians. And then we have the middle of the week, stop to the sacrifice and offerings from Daniel. Then a man of lawlessness, the anti-Torah man, is revealed according to Thessalonians. And then Elijah the prophet from Joel. Then the Son of Man from Daniel. From Thessalonians, the Lord descends from heaven. Again from Thessalonians, the dead of Messiah Yeshua will rise. And then Ezekiel, Israel's dead, is resurrected. I like that. I, I think the, uh, the beautiful combo there, dead of Messiah, Israel's dead, resurrected. One asked the question whether those should be flipped or they're the same thing. There could be uh, two uh, phrases for the same thing. Then finally, those who are alive and remain or survive are caught up from Thessalonians. Israel gathered to the land from Ezekiel. Joseph and Judah joined as one nation from Ezekiel. Then the day of the Lord from Joel. Wonders in the sky and on the earth. The signs, again from Joel. Judgment delivered on the nations, from Joel. Deliverance of whomever calls on the name of the Lord, from Joel. Battle against Gog, uh, the battle against God, by Gog and Magog, from Ezekiel. One king, David, from Ezekiel. God's sanctuary established in Israel, from Ezekiel. The new temple, Ezekiel. And then Israel... Torah obedient from Ezekiel. 
And then fiery destruction from 2 Peter is after the millennium. And then the river of life from Ezekiel. So did anybody see anything that they thought might be a little out of whack? Uh, yes. Shouldn't the deliverance of whomever calls... Oh, wait. The deliverance of whomever calls is after judgment is delivered on the nations. That's so the that, way it's laid out right now. Do you believe that's the way it should be? Well, I think that deliverance of whoever calls on the name of Adonai and that whoever is left who didn't call on the name of Adonai is completely annihilated or judged. So I think you're saying that the judgment delivered on the nations should be after the deliverance of whomever calls on the name of the Lord. Is that what you're saying? Comments? I can work with that, although I would just point out that I believe in You're going to have to speak up because I can barely hear you and I'm standing Sorry. two feet away. Start over again. <laughs> I can work with that. Yeah. I do think in Joel, though, that Frederick's point earlier, I believe that is the last reference. And those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved is the last line. Is, okay. it, is it those who remain or those who are taken away? I, I kind of wonder... I would. I personally didn't have this in my timeline. I sort of saw this as sort of a much more general um, statement and not necessarily a timing marker, but you can make it that. Okay. Is it true? Is it true today? Is it true that deliverance is provided to whomever calls on the name Absolutely. of the Lord? Yes. Okay. In the context of Joel, is it true that they are saved from a physical... Judgment. Yeah, I think so. I would agree too. Mm -hmm. But if the judgment is started, one has to question whether the deliverance comes before the judgment or after the judgment. What if we were to do it sort of like this and just sort of stack them all on top of each other as all <laughs> basically happening at the same time? That's lovely and, and cute, but we can't read them, so that won't work. Oh, um, you lay them in nice, nice, Yeah, uh, I could lay them in and yeah, that nice, might be better. Nice, nice it does sort of seem that they all run together here. Okay. So it um, I wouldn't think, hurt then to move this on top of here and just still think about it. Yeah, I was, that's where I was going. What is the day of the Lord? And what happens in the day of the Lord? I would bring your attention to what Scott did with the gap. Is the day of the Lord a day? Is it a point in time? Is the gap that's described in Daniel a day? Is it a point in time? Is it in a thousand years? Is it a thousand years? I don't think it's a thousand years. It's not the, the day of the Lord. Sometimes in Brennaker terminology is the, the period of what we're going to call the Messianic era. I don't think so. I do not think so. Oh, yeah. So the day of the Lord, I would think, have been the period of wrath. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. The day of the Lord is always described as a time of wrath. Right. So is the wrath delivered in a moment of time? We're done. That was the day. No, it's the the initiation of a period of time. Okay, it's a period of time. Right. Would you agree that we might want to pull these guys down a little bit here to make some room. Well, it gets difficult perhaps, because we haven't gotten Revelation yet. So defining the day of the Lord, because I, we're, I, we're trying to do it see, with what we have. Joshua. You see what we've got here. The day of the Lord to me, from what we've seen in Joel and in Ezekiel, uh, primarily, um, and Daniel, it seems like there are a handful of things that basically all happen in this one context. 
but it may actually only be like one day. Because we're talking about signs in the heavens, that's described in Joel. We're yes. talking about the, va- the, ba- the battle in the Valley of Decision, which is also Joel. The battle, which but seems that to being parallel. a day doesn't appear to be... Well, no, that could be in one day. It could be, you Which correct. seems to parallel the battle with Gog and Magog. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that basically is... Here, put that out of the way. All of these things essentially seem to fit in Day of the Lord category. So we've got we're not, we're not disagreeing. The point is that the day of the Lord does not appear anywhere to be a point in time. Oh, well, that's fine. Well, that's what I'm talking about, and that's where I was <laughs> but going. But it's a stage when I was that I think this. could be one day. Just saying. I think it's more like ten. That would be more than one day, though. <laughs> but see, I think you can also argue with the, what we don't have yet. You could also argue the day. But of the we're Lord not going to argue with what we don't have yet because the, we'll debate. find out after we get that. So. If we've got the day of the Lord now as a period of time, so Joshua, you have four things now in the day of the Lord. Wonders in the sky and earth, deliverance of whoever calls on the name of the Lord, judgment delivered on the nations, and the battle against God by Gog and Magog. Better? Sounds better. Okay, it sounds better. I think there is a period of time there. So, what else? Thank you, Josiah. What else? You want to kind of question? I'm wondering. I don't mean to keep talking so much, but you know. That's no, okay. I'm wondering where we want the Lord descending from heaven, because that, to me, seems to be a, um, a, a kind of a culminating experience that might fit in Day of the Lord with some of these other events that are occurring here. Having it beforehand, to me, doesn't seem to quite fit. Because the Son of Man well, appears to, and it sort of like point, finishes off the bad guys. Okay, but to your point, how long is the Day of the Lord? Oh, right, but if right. It, the period of time. So, what kicks off the Day of the Lord? It could be the coming, mm-hmm. or it could be... It could be the battle against God from Gog and Magog here. And well, then how can they putting... battle against God if God hasn't shown up yet? Well, they're marshalling. I mean, you know, get lots of people in. The... They have to get there. First. So there's no battle. They're just standing. That's called a picnic. Again, <laughs> simultaneous. Ex- I mean, you could you could actually put the Lord descends from heaven and the battle of Gog and Magog on the same point. I don't think you can have them at exactly the same point. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, I was just going to. I think. What we haven't gotten to yet will indicate that they that they can't be the same right. point. Right, which I think uh, actually kind of rearranges possibly where we fit in the millennium here too. Possibly, I think it, if if we look at the the Lord descends from heaven back in this sequence. And yes. we kind of stretch this out a little bit yes. as this being the defining event that begins this period of time. It's the day of the Lord starting with Lord descends from heaven. Because mm-hmm. he has to be here for it to be his day. Are you saying it's a single day still? Or it's no, a he's saying no, talking about a period of time. Day of the Lord being a period of time, mm-hmm. but being inaugurated right. by right. signs that appear in the heavens. <clears throat> Does the Lord this, descending. Right. What happens after the Lord descending? Well, signs in heavens. Then we hear a trumpet. Yeah. And then so that would the Lord in your mind, is that 
if, it, if that's the way it went. Would that begin the period of what we're going to call the last thousand years of time? No, no. not the millennial it's reign. It's before that so period. Here. It's not the inauguration of that. Got it. So right. then, in that case, then we put you the signs and wonders before the Lord you descends can. from heaven. Absolutely, that is the sign of His coming. His coming. Not that He has come. Mm -hmm. The sign of the Son of Man is seen in the sky, and then okay. the Son of Man comes. So, yeah, I think to, to Scott's point, he's got all these things, as we've got this gap here where we don't have anything, here we got this period that... Although, why would you put the wonders prior to the Day of the Lord? Because I always thought the wonders were always associated with the Day of the Lord. They are associated with, but, but not I thought it was part, part of... of. No, he, he, I don't have it in front of me right now. What we're doing in today's class in in uh, Matthew 24, he makes it clear. The Lord has not come. This is not the day of the Lord until. When you see the wonders in the sky, know that the Lord is about to come. So you're defining day of the Lord as the day that he comes. I'm defining the, the day, day of the Lord as a period of time around that his is coming. inaugurated. That starts with. It starts okay. with his coming, because I was thinking which is why it's called his day, as a period of judgment on the basis of Joel. In which case, I was including the wonders in the, in the sky as part of that broader judgment. Everything that we read about the wonders in the sky, when you when you get into today's lesson in Matthew twenty four, has to do with specifically before the coming of the Lord. Right, but I was including day of the Lord in that as like one. That's a semantics thing. Um, I think if we're looking for what, in, in my mind, what kicks off the day of the Lord is the Lord. So his parousia, his presence, his coming, his being here, the Lord descending from heaven in Thessalonians, starts the day of the Lord. But there is definitely a sign that he's about to come. <clears throat> so we actually want to move... Ooh, I like man. it. Yes, nice, nice. So, you're going to have to reread these again when we're done. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. So, yeah, spread them all out there. That's great. Nice. Can you see where we're coming from there? I, I, I follow what you're, what you're saying. I'm still working through it. But. Sure. So, the only... So, let's see what we've got here. I'm, I'm not 100% certain... That I agree with the layout of the of here. We have apostasy, the restrainer taken out of the way, and the man of lawlessness revealed after the covenant with many is made for one by the man of lawlessness. Yeah, I think the anti-Torah man in Daniel is the man of lawlessness that Paul's right. Mm -hmm. These should be together, and whether they're here or there, I don't know. But if I remember correctly from Thessalonians, and I could be wrong. I feel like the apostasy event occurs first, then the restraint is taken away, and then the man of lawlessness is revealed, which is also well, you put them together, the anti-Torah man. Yeah, we can put them together just to keep them in line. But you, go ahead, I mean, who, who no, the, covenant, the covenant is out, of, is out of order. Yeah, so what is that covenant that Daniel talked about? But it's made by the man of lawlessness, right? No, it's made by the Jews with whom they think is the Messiah. Well, that may be jumping to conclusions, but it's made with someone who's not a good guy. Okay. That's fine. So, with someone that they view as being their benefactor. That, yeah, that, that I could work with, yeah, sure. Different from Messiah? 
I'll throw that out there. He <laughs> could be a messiah if he's their benefactor, for sure. Like uh, Hezekiah. So you have trouble now with the covenant being where it is? Right. Because th if we think about it here, if the man of lawlessness is revealed as a man of lawlessness, they would never. Why would they make a covenant with him? So swap. No. So, okay. So we've got. We've... So I would. Oh yeah, you need the antitrust first. He's not revealed that way. Mm. Correct. He's right. there. So and, I would... and the restrainer can't be taken out of the way until the time when. The man of lawlessness is revealed and is going to start dealing out his. Mm -hmm. So that's so your interpretation, just so I understand it, is that revealed is actually in the sense that you should know that the people of Israel will know. They do, and because it says very clearly they realize they've made a covenant of death. Because I was going to say I was thinking the man of lawlessness revealed was more in the sense that um, those of us who know so to speak, know the scripture, know what's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. We go, oh, it's that guy. We can see that now. Because up until now, obviously, he's been a baby and a young man and an adult. Then he's finally in power. Or a woman. Who knows? Uh, not really. <laughs> we should know I'm that. Not that well, she you. identifies as a man. So, so, so. Oh, we boy. should know that here. We should know Right. That well, that's here. what I was thinking. So that's why I was thinking revealed was more in the sense that but he was become he's, a parent. But he's, but he's revealed to those who didn't know. Okay. Who weren't watching. I hadn't thought of it that way. And now he's been revealed and they're like, oh, holy gee whiz. We messed up. Blew that one. Yeah. Can we try that again? I'd like to re-roll. <laughs> you know. What happened to... No. The, the, the first item we've got after the gap here is the apostasy comes. And apostasy means a falling away. Right. Is the, does the falling away happen before Nanny tore a man and making the covenant with the many? So in Matthew today that we read, which was actually not on this board now, so we're not really working Matthew, but we right. read it this week, so I feel like I can mention it. Absolutely. Yeah, it seems that's what we're trying to get to. It seems to me... Um, that in Matthew, the falling away is linked with um, a lot of negative stuff that's happening to people. They will, everyone, every nation will hate you for my name's sake and so forth, which if I recall correctly, precedes the um, abomination of desolation and such, which is the only reference that Yeshua makes to Daniel. the Daniel time frame, which includes the anti-Torah man. Correct. So I guess I was I have been thinking that the apostasy element could be something of a harbinger of this end stretch, but not necessarily in the end stretch. Okay. Maybe let's hold that thought, because I think what you want to do is what I want to do, which is read Matthew twenty four out loud. So before we do that, let's walk through this one more time. We'll read it out loud for those that are unable to be with us. Unless Josiah has 30 or 40 more things he wants to adjust. Lastly, just two things. Two things. One, where is Mago, Gog and Magog? Or Mago? It's Gog and Magog. Magog, Gog and Magog. And they've been, they've been hidden. They're hidden from the from the uh, table. Where did they go? Oh, there it is. Underneath the chairs. Oh, there it is. Well, Josiah, I just want to say, you're really an end times buff. If you can look at a table of 56 different things and realize, 
wait a second, why is the one with Gog and Magog? Yeah, I'm, I'm in there, but yeah. So what was your question about the battle against God? Well, I believe in our original timeline that we did on the worksheet said this was at the beginning or at the end of the millennium. Well, here, but that's been the debate. There is no question that Joshua was arguing it was at one end, <laughs> and I was intimating it might be at the other end. But to defend Joshua and me, would you not agree that what you took off the board is actually before the millennium? Yes. So do you think that all that rest of that stuff comes before that battle? All this? Or all, all the stuff this. that was north of what you took off. Um, I noticed you have to hold it in your hand, so we all can't look at it. That's <laughs> very clever. I, I think that this is after the battle of Which is where it was Gog before you picked it up off the table. But yes. I was thinking that it could be after that it would be after judgment delivered on the nations because So let me see if I get let me see if I get where you're battle. going before you, before we finish. The word final you're interjecting, right? So it just is the battle against God, Gog and Mago. The word final is a Josianism. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So is the battle against God before judgment is delivered on the nations? Or is it the judgment that's delivered on the nations? Or, to your point, after the judgment is delivered on the nations, do they just rise up because the judgment was pretty wimpy and God was feeling sad that day? And then Gog and Magog stepped up and started to try and whoop some butt against the big dog. Hmm. When you say it that way, it doesn't make that much sense anymore. So That's only yeah. because I can bully you. If you think it ought to be further back, let's hear it, bud. Well, what I was thinking is, after the judgment is delivered on the nations... What does that look like? Anyone? Complete annihilation. Sounds like Gog and Magog might have a tough time staying oh. up. <laughs> Although, yeah. judgment delivered on the nations from Joel is, <laughs> does seem more to be some sort of battle. I don't disagree. Rather than, rather than fire from heaven consuming the entire planet. Right, right, right. Over <laughs> Gone. Yeah. Hint, hints... It's in this timeline, right? Which right. is also right. different from, and also different from like White Throne Judgment, which we haven't talked about yet, and is not on the timeline. Sure, you know, sure. Same yeah. idea. Yeah. Actually, we have talked about it briefly. It's in Daniel. Where is it on the timeline? Thrones were set up. Thrones were set up, but they're not here. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. So, now that all the points have been made, that judgment delivered on the nations my idea that battle against God Gog and Magog Magog would be everyone left from judgment doesn't really make any sense anymore and the battle against go against God Gog and Magog Mago. would be Magog thank you would be the would be part of the judgment I would assume. Uh, so what judgment? Judgment delivered on the nations. Okay. Because Is everyone it? who rises up would eventually, even if they didn't rise up, would eventually be 
delivered judgment upon. Okay. So, is it possible, Josiah? Just, just, yes. just possible. Just possible. That deliverance is delivered on the nations. Judgment. Thank you. Judgment is delivered on the nations, and deliverance to those who call upon the name of the Lord. And at a time later, after the judgment has had a time to pass, and people regroup, perhaps, I, I don't know, let's say 900 and some odd years later, that they choose to battle against God again. Go, Makok. Or do you think that God draws these guys like hooks in a fish's mouth, and draws them from the north as he comes back? Not God's style. It seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, what we have here is sort of a mob mentality. We're either for him or against him. Judgment is meted out, so on and so on. We're not going to play with him. Right. Then the master sets up his kingdom, and then later, Gog and Magog. See, we can turn this so that Gog and Magog is at the end. I'm okay yeah. with that. I know you are, but I want to argue. So you should say, <laughs> no, it should be the beginning. All right, so Although I would, I would probably put it at the end uh, based on my cumulative knowledge of end times stuff. But based on what we've read so far, it fits very well right here. Okay. Anybody else? Gregory, you've been amazingly silent. Well, so just one question was, we have Elijah the prophet here, but then way back there we have Messiah the prince. Well, Messiah the Prince is mentioned in Daniel and then is cut off and has nothing. He's killed. Is that Elijah returning or is that Elijah's mm -hmm. first appearance? That is definitely Elijah's second appearance yeah. because he was dead before Joel was written. Okay. You good? Yeah. Okay, good. David? Sure. Yep, sure, you're good. Alex? I like Gog and Magog where it's at. Okay, <laughs> okay. Good? I mean, I, yeah, I think that we have a lot more oh, man. stuff. We, we're only halfway through the class, but there's only two or three lessons left. Because the vast majority of what we're going to be reading on this is in Revelation. Is in the, uh, the Olivet Discourse from the Master and in Revelation. Because he ties it all together in much more current terms. How, how many years, roughly... Are we from, I don't know, Daniel, Joel? Now or Yochanan? Now. Like 3,000 years, just about, right? Yeah. A little less than 3,000. But how far are you from the Master? About 2,000. Right, so we get 1,000 years closer. Right? Oh, I see. See what I'm saying? Yeah, so we might, we might get some better insight. Plus, well, he is God. Oh! Yeah, so. All right, so I'm going to read it one more time. We've got the issue of the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem from Daniel, the Messiah, the Prince in Daniel. Then we've got the gap from Daniel. After that gap, we've got the apostasy comes in Thessalonians, the Antitorum man in Daniel, covenant with the many for one week in Daniel, the restrainers taken out of the way in Thessalonians, the man of lawlessness or the Antitorum man is revealed in Thessalonians. The middle of the week, we stop the sacrifice and offering in Daniel. Then Elijah the prophet in Joel, 
Uh, nice little picture going here. And then the wonders in the sky and on earth, the signs out of Joel. And this kicks off the day of the Lord from Joel. In that period, we have the Son of Man from Daniel. The Lord descends from heaven in Thessalonians. The dead in Messiah Yeshua will rise in Thessalonians. Israel's dead is resurrected from Ezekiel. Those who are alive and remain or survive are caught up in Thessalonians. Then Israel is gathered to the land in Ezekiel. The battle against Gog, the battle against God uh, by Gog and Magog from Ezekiel. Joseph and uh, Judah are joined as one nation from Ezekiel. The deliverance of whoever calls on the name of the Lord from Joel. And then finally, judgment is delivered on the nations in Joel. That ends, presumably, the day of the Lord. And then we have one king in Israel, and it's David from Ezekiel. God's sanctuary is established in Israel from Ezekiel. The new temple from Ezekiel. And the Israel and Israel becomes Torah obedient in its entirety from Ezekiel. Then we have the millennial reign. And that uh, after that, we have fiery destruction from 2 Peter. And finally, the river of life from Ezekiel. Wow! Well done. Would you pass me that uh, phone, please? Let me just take a picture of this so I can reproduce it uh, on the web for uh, anyone who's paid extra money. Nice. All right, if you take your seats. Thank you very much. Well done. Well done. Here. Here, Gregory, can you have me? All righty. All righty. It's helpful to have it all laid out like that because my timeline is getting a little full. <laughs> all right. We have... Uh... The problem is that so much happens at like basically the same time right. that you're it's constantly right on top of each other with arrows yeah, pointing at the same time. <laughs> yeah. All right, we've got about 20 minutes. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's, I need a picture of that too. Um, we've got about 20 minutes left. And what I'd like to do in this time is um, in, in, the, in the lesson, I had you read through uh, Matthew 21 through 23. Um, I thought they were bookended by Baruch Haba, Hashem Adonai, blesses he who comes in the name of the Lord. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. We're not going to go over that. If you didn't think it was cool or you didn't read it, well, shame on you. Um, but I would encourage you to read Matthew uh, 21 through 23 because I think it, it gives you a great uh, uh, insight to what was going on before the Master gave this uh, discourse on Mount, uh, on the Mount of Olives. One quick thought on that passage. It yeah. seems that I've noticed this year that I've noticed before. Um, Yeshua is very much in conflict with the leadership of the temple system of Jerusalem, etc., and this passage, these passages really bring to a head. You have the woes against the Pharisees. You have the Sadducees trying to trap him. You have the um, the, the parables that he tells, uh, pointing fingers directly at the leadership for failing and not listening to God's prophets and so forth. And his cry out, of "Jerusalem, Jerusalem, I you know would love to have brought you in, but you would not." So that whole that whole if background. You're trying to tick him off. He, he, he really did a good well, job. It's funny. I don't see so much as anger as much as it seems there is almost like a resignation in Yeshua's words. It's different. It's almost like prior to Matthew 21, I would have said that Yeshua sounds very much like um, 
you know, the school schoolmaster trying to scold and well, teach. Well, like, 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 well, maybe, like, but like a lot of like the minor prophets, you know, judgment is coming. You need to be do what's right. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, and it's all this very like um, almost like a present tense kind of positive message. Matthew twenty one on through twenty three, and then twenty four sounds a lot more like Jeremiah. Judgment is coming. It's done. It's already too late. Yeah. Judgment is coming. Yeah. You're going to be punished for your sins. Some of you can escape or be saved or whatever content, whatever yeah. phrase we phrase that. But basically, it's already been signed and sealed that's, in this book. That's an excellent point. Um, and yeah, you do see that very clearly in 21 through 23. Um, I, I would say that his interaction, not just general <clears throat> comments, but his interaction with the religious leadership prior to 21 is normally... You're getting it wrong, and you should change. I'm a little disappointed in how you're doing this. And he's expecting them to turn around. And to your point, once he gets 20, 21 through 23, it's, I get a, a, a disappointment and a finality to it. You bet. Outstanding. Um, so we're not going to go over that. So if you missed that, you didn't read through that, you need to read through that and, and, uh, and get that. <clears throat> So uh, the only, this is the only recorded time in his life that Yeshua is alone with uh, Peter and Andrew, James and John, at the same time. we got two pairs of brothers here. Um, so what I'd like to do is just take a look at uh, the first eight verses of Matthew 24. Um, if you've got your Bible and uh, can follow along with us, um, somebody got a, a real strong voice can read us that, that'd be great. Matthew 24, 1 through 8. You get it? You got it? Yes. Can you do it louder than that? I can barely hear you over here. Yes. He up the temple and was going away. When his disciples came to point out to him the buildings of the temple, but he answered them, You see all these, do you not? Truly I say to you, there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming, and of the end of the age? Hold it right there. How many questions did they ask? Three. Three? How many questions did they ask him? Two. Two. What were they? When will these things happen? What will be the sign of the coming? Correct. The end of the end. I would say it's three questions. Three questions. What's the third one? What is the sign of the end of the age? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really three. Right? So what's gonna, when, when is this all going to happen? What will be the sign of your coming? And what will be the sign of the end of the age? So, although... I would say this makes it seem like they're under the impression that that sign will be one and the same. Perhaps. Perhaps. They may believe that. But we should look and see, did he split them up or did he put them together? Good point. So, obviously this, you know, Lesson 7 is going to be in at least two parts. Um, as I said, we're on Lesson 7, but we're only halfway through. But there's only like two or three more lessons. We're going to look at this. We're going to look at Revelation. So there's a lot of meat here, and you need to understand everything that's coming for it, because what you just went through, right or wrong, is what the disciples had gone through. 
they could not have any more of an understanding, probably less, because there's red stuff in there. Oh, it's cool that Thessalonians and Second Peter are the same color. Yes, the apostolic writings are in red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything else, all those other colors, is all they would have. So they would have even less of an understanding from a sequence perspective than you would have, unless they thought the way Paul did, since obviously he knew. Okay? So let's, uh, let's continue, please. And Yeshua answered them, See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of the birth pains. Good. So we've got beginning of birth pains. We're, we're actually going to zoom in on this latter half day of the Lord piece that uh, we took so much time on there uh, next week and try and lay out, if you haven't already, how he describes these things. So we've got the uh, beginning of birth pangs. How would you describe it in your own words? I would say the issue is summed all their questions up with one answer. Is he done answering? No. No. So, how did he start? In your own words. There are going to be lots of terrible things. Terrible things. I like terrible things. <laughs> generic. The terrible thing. I, I agree. The terrible things. But these are only the beginning. Things are going to get a lot worse. What does he use as an example of that? Birth pains. Birth pains. Yeah. Have you had a wife go through uh, trauma? No, not yet. I have. It yeah. takes longer than you think that it will. Yes, it does. And when you think it's here, it's, it's not. not. <laughs> <laughs> but what, oh, you're still what, talking? No, it's not. But, here yet. but what do they get? What what is what does a woman feel? These <laughs> these birth pangs. They're like, it's coming. It's coming. No, he's coming right now. Is that? No, he's not. These are called Braxton Hicks, and these are just fake. Although painful. Although painful, the beginning of birth pains. Okay, that was good. actually this this year looking at this passage, thinking about yeah. it, that she was actually telling them. Oh, it's just going to don't be faked out. I like, thought you, I thought you were saying, well, my, my wife is actually going to have birth pains in a few weeks. Oh well, she, hopefully she will. But um, <laughs> um, but I think looking at this passage and realizing that like they. Um, I think that Christianity has long said, oh, wars and rumors of wars, this is a sign that we're at the end. But I read it this time, and I think yeah. Yeshua is saying, no, 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 this is par for the course. From the time that I'm talking to you right now, for the rest of time, it's like this is going to be happening. Yes, exactly don't, get, right. don't get freaked out. Don't exactly. think, that's it, it's all over. Just wait, because it's not, you're going to know, know, when we're at that stage. And right now, we're not there yet. Exactly right. And so when I hear uh, Bible believers say, it looks like Iran is going to attack Israel. Lebanon is doing all these rockets. It must be a sign that the Lord is about to come. If you think war is a sign that he's about to come, then you missed what, not only what Joshua said, but what the Master said. This just beginning of birth pangs, that's going to be going and on. And you missed 2,000 years of history. Where it's been time, going on constantly. 
the Roman Empire has collapsed. Islam has tried to conquer all of Europe. They've had uh, how many wars in the middle of Europe? We literally had two world wars. That's exactly right. They've already happened, and Yeshua hasn't come yet. So um, I think that that wasn't what was supposed to be. Exactly. It's hard to tell people, though, that are, are passionate about, about believing that. But the scripture's pretty clear here. All right, so who wants to uh, continue? Give me the next paragraph from 9 until 14. Josiah. Now, what, as Josiah is reading, I want you to, you know, com, you know, obviously uh, comment on his diction and articulation. But besides that, um, I want you to look at what we just laid out in our sequence and see if you would adjust it based on what the master says. You just threw anybody who had wars and rumors of wars and all that kind of stuff, you just threw them under the bus because they have no place here. So what do you got now? Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away. Excuse me, what would we call that in a theological term? Apostasy. Apostasy. Exactly right. Thank you. <coughs> that was quick. The little man. He had it. Bam! I think you should bar mitzvah. <laughs> think about it. Are you counting days? How many days? Not, not counting days. Still in weeks? How many weeks? Three weeks. It's probably 21, just so you know. It's just a matter of Cool, cool. Go ahead, Josiah. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because of lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. So... He will be saved. Didn't we have one? What, isn't there one in there that deliverance or something like that? Okay. And how long is he going to do? Till the end. Yeah. Till the, the end of. We don't know. This. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? And this gospel of the kingdom will be will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So, what is it the end of? I'm sorry, Scott. Of what is it the end? <laughs> Don't you hate dangling part of something in front of a guy? <laughs> I do. I really do. So, what, what's the answer? What what is what did they ask him? The end of the. The end of the age. The end of the age. What age are we in, according to the sages? For six days, who reigns? Man. The age of man's reign. And then for one day, a thousand years, who reigns? Messiah. That would be the age of the Messiah. So when he says the end, what is he talking about according to our time? Our age. Um, the end of our age, for sure. But on our timeline, what do you have that is the end? It's basically it's what will happen. I can't hear you. What? It's the anti-torment will come, and that means it's the end of. Or close to. So you have the anti-Torah man a whole lot closer to your chair than to my chair, because we're at opposite ends of the table. 
But what is it that's closer to my end of the table? The day of the Lord. Inaugurating the age of the Lord. Or the age of the morning. Make sense? Everybody with me? Okay. So, if we uh, if we continue to read, he says those who endure to the end, or now you're saying that's to the day of the Lord, the end of this age, they will be saved. Is that physical or is that spiritual? Isn't that the those who are alive and remain in the karma? So is that Physical or spiritual? That's spiritual. Really? No, it's physical. Are you sure? I mean, it sounded like you went with both. Am I alive or am I dead? You'd be alive. For those who are alive and remain, shall be killed. No, caught up. Delivered. So, so that would be physical. That would be physical. Would be physical. Another argument against it being spiritual would be that that would be an act of my own. I was able to survive. Therefore, therefore I should be I am spiritually, spiritually saved. saved. Hmm. I don't think so. It's a little much for you. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you could bob and weave. And yeah, place in heaven. Oh, so thinking <laughs> endure there is survive. I was thinking endure there was not being led astray in the falling away. Mm -hmm. hmm. Endure because it's in contrast, right? Many false prophets will rise and lead many astray, and because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Mm -hmm. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. How about okay. how about this? The you are surviving physically and spiritually. The spiritually is not being led away, led astray, and keeping your faith. The physical, the physical is enduring the persecution and all the wars and destruction and chaos and all that. I I like it. I would ask you just to take a look there and say. Um, They will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death. So, Joshua, are you saying that they didn't endure? No, actually, I would say that those people did endure to their end. But I'm open to you arguing that it's a physical endurance as well. I'm, yeah. I'm just, I, I'm would you sure. physically endure under the persecution if you forsook the Lord? They well, you would could, be persecuting yes. you, then, right? Yes. So, I, are, are they not perhaps joined? I mean, one sort of implies the other. If you're, you're enduring or maintaining your faith in Messiah, therefore being persecuted, chased, hounded, and so forth, and 
brought to tribulation, perhaps even killed, right? But I think he's talking about those who did physically endure because he's already talked about those who couldn't physically, those who did maintain their faith, but they were killed. The only reason why I disagree is because I feel like the context would have the verse higher up. If it was what you were saying, then I feel like it would say, they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and, you'll, and put you to death. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake, and then many will fall away. But this... But, is, but the stuff that's in between that you want to move, you know, say has to move down, doesn't have to do with them. No, but I'm saying is, it, it does, sort of, because the falling away, what are you falling away from? From everything else he's talking about. Falling away from God, right? I mean, it's right. apostasy. It's not falling away from physical tribulation. And maybe it's being chased chased away from God by physical tribulation, but yeah. unless it's a spiritual falling away. So I was seeing the endurance as a spiritual endurance. I don't thought it was I, just connected to the verse right above it about lawlessness. Okay. That it was just an endurance of keeping being faithful. Keeping the faith. Yeah. So I, I get. I, I know you want to. You're chopping at. I guess my question would be, are you saying that if I lose faith, I will not be faith saved? It says, it says if, you, if you endure to the end, you shall be saved. Isn't, it say, isn't that what it says? Sure. Right. right. And you can insert what saved means. We can but the that. one who endures to the end will be saved. Saved from what? Good question. Well, I don't think it's a question. I think he just went through what you're saved from. Didn't he? That's the whole point. And I think that's why it's not a fire. He puts all the stuff you gotta you have to endure. The love of many are gonna grow cold and so on. All of that stuff is what you have to endure. Go ahead. Well nine starts a, a new a new thought, right? Because in eight, you show recaps what he just went through. Those things are merely the beginning of birth pains. Mm -hmm. Then in nine we're shifting gears. Right. We're then, getting, we're, we're getting, which is a, we're getting intense now. Right. Then is a timing sequence with something that after the birth pangs, they will deliver you to tribulation. And he's speaking to his disciples. So, you know, us. They will deliver you to tribulation and kill you. You'll be hated. At that time, many will fall away. They're going to betray one another. False prophets are going to rise and mislead many. Because lawlessness has increased, everything I just talked about, most people's love will grow cold. But, in contrast to all of that, everything I just went through, the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. In contrast to those that are talked about in verse 9, which did not, were not able to endure to the end because they were killed. Therefore, the endurance is physical. Otherwise, you would have died already at the beginning. I guess I see it. I'm looking at Revelation and some references that come from that passage as well. But we're only looking at this one text. I know, I know. But reading this context to me, it still feels like the endurance is spiritual and saved is spiritual. Because it's just like Yeshua says about uh, those who put their hand to the plow and turn back and look. But... Lot, lot but you're not looking at this context. You, you're you're grabbing other things he said. No, no, no but, but this one, this context, many will fall away. Yes. But the one who endures will be saved. Those who fall away will not be saved. But that's the if, 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 implication here. 
Okay. That's what I would say. But I could be wrong. Okay. I think you have other hands. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. Did instead you of yeah. instead of not enduring to the end, how about enduring to their end? It's you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. The enduring to the end also seems to me that you could use the metaphor of tempering steel, tempering a metal. You heat it up with a fire, or which could be the Torah, and then you dip it in cold water, which tempers it, and if it comes out impure, you stick it into the fire again, then hammer away at it and stick it in the cold water again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the all from 9 to 13 to 13 could be the tempering or dipping it into the cold water, which I'm not sure exactly what that does to metal, but I think it is a good metaphor. Okay. So what are you saying is happening to those who endure? They are being strengthened. Okay. Which I believe what tempering does. Okay. Okay. Great. Well, so just a question to, to the point that we were making there. So how is it then, if that was the case, that we wouldn't be saying, if you died, you wouldn't be saved? That's, that seemed to be the flip side of what we were just saying. Sure. Is that what... We, yeah, but again, you, you have to ask the question, what does saved mean? Is it physical or spiritual? And if, and if you die early and it's spiritual and you... Then your point is valid. Yeah. Then you're not you're saved. Not saved and, and you didn't oh, endure, so... So, somebody, aren't you so something you could by do... Dying? If, you in, if you avoided all of this because you died... That's up that's, in the front. That's what you'd be saved from enduring any of that. You know? That's... His first line. He actually says that. Right. That you'll be put to death. Yeah. Right. But, but the now there's all this other stuff going on. And if you endure to the end, you shall be saved. Why? Yeah, that has nothing to do with spiritualness. He's talking about physical tribulation. And you'll be saved. Physically delivered from this tribulation he's talking about. It can't, in my mind, possibly have anything to do with salvation spiritually because that has nothing to do with what I do. It has everything to do with, with what was done for me. So for me, enduring to the end has to be one of a physical nature. Does that make sense? You see where I'm coming from? That, yeah, I can see about how it couldn't be spiritual, but I'm still... It's still weird. The, the language is just weird because well, what you're, you're saying exactly the same thing by saying by saying that you've endured, you're you're implying then that you wouldn't even need to say the word saved. You've already endured, so therefore that's being saved physically because well, you've endured. Right. What's the end? Seems superfluous at that point. Yes. Right. But what? But what's the end? If you endure to the end, you'll be saved. What happens at the end? And I think that's where he's going. Well, two <laughs> things happen at the end: the dead. And the physical are resurrected. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's why Scott's going like this. If that's when the Lord comes, 
And the dead in Messiah, the first people he mentioned in verse 9, are raised, and then we who alive and remain, the ones who remained, who made it to the end, shall be caught up together with them. The ones he had in nine at the beginning of this paragraph, this thought, and the ones he had at the end, the ones who endured to the end. I think I'm struggling just with the word endures because it seems as such, a, as such an active voice verb. And it feels like the one who survives all of this stuff is, I mean, not that I believe in this terminology, but the best I can know, but blind luck. Really, it's like the odds that you didn't, you weren't there when this nation launched war against this nation, that the bad guys didn't find you when they killed your neighbor, and you know, so forth and so on. You didn't die of starvation because you weren't in that third of the world or whatever it is. It seems like it's just sort of random. So, so it's like endures to, to me feels like uh, feels like you because of what something you did, you survived. Whereas it almost sounds like from what you're saying, the verb here in English, I don't know what the Greek is. The verb here says, but the one who survives to the end or who remains to the end that's rather than that's exactly perseveres is how it endures means sounds to, to remain me. or stay behind concerned. that's what it means okay so endures is a bad translation then because endures to me is a bad carries, translation? Like, carries the uh, mine is a bad translation no 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 endures yours was fine just now you provided multiple words that work better than endure um i'm thinking because endure to me sounds like persevere the one who perseveres to the end that's not what this word means that's correct this word means it's more like the one who's still here. The, those who, who makes it to the end. Exactly. Okay. But you're still enduring everything that he's talking about. Because you had to live through it. Whether you had blind luck and weren't there when the bomb went off, or you were crafty and a sniper, it, it is not the point. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Although I think it's very cool. <laughs> but how does that distinguish the lawless who survive also? Well, they won't be saved. It's they're, only they're those. Not, they're not the ones who are who are the object of the persecution. Of this persecution in verse nine, that, that that's being described, that culminates in thirteen. So the just, lawless are not the object of that. Right. To help me understand the point of Yeshua's reference here, the statement that he makes here is not an encouragement to hold your faith during all of this. Rather, it's an encouragement that don't worry, the bad guys don't win, and every one of God's people gets killed. Some of you will make it. That's what he's getting at. Is that what you're saying? I, I think a better way to put it is, it, to me, it gives me physical context to Thessalonians 4, 13 through 17. The fact... I remember which yeah, one. Yeah, okay. So, um, so, Paul says that the Lord will descend right. with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead Messiah will he rise, rise first. first. Right. We always read that from Sunday school as meaning a whole lot of people from down through time. That's not wrong. But the context that I think the Messiah is giving us here is specifically those who died in verse 9 of his talk. Okay. It got bad and they got killed. The dead in Messiah will rise first. It's a sequence. Then, 
we who are alive and remain have made it through this horrible, terrible time because he's coming to save us from the wrath of that man of lawlessness. That's, I think, what he's trying to say. David, you got something or were you just moving on? I was just saying that, or thinking that um, it, the word endures in this way is only used three times. Mm. Um, twice in Matthew in 10, 24, 13, and then Mark and Mark's 13, 13 is basically just what we're talking about here. So it's really just twice. And uh, it's actually, to me, it's almost like a phrase, right? It's not, it's not even just the word, it's but the one who endures to the end will be saved. So that's like a, it's a phrase that Yeshua has used. It's a five. Twice, yeah. So it's, and then in 1022, the, um, the context there is that, uh, oops, going wrong. Is the brother against brother, right? So the brother will hand over brother to death and father and a father his child, child will rise against parents, and then put them to death, and you death, and you will be hated by everyone because of my name, but the one who endures in the end will be saved. Whenever they persecute you in one place, flee to another. I tell you the truth, you will not finish going through uh, all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Yeah. It's definitely a physical... It's all talking about physical. Yeah. It's all a physical manifestation of bad times. And... If you die, you're first pulled up. <laughs> if you don't die, you endure to the end, you will be delivered. It's not to say only the one who endures will be saved. Exactly. Right. Only the one who endures to the end will be delivered. Correct. In this context. Yeah, when we're talking about the... Right. the yeah, because there's nobody the else to be delivered. Right. So this yeah. is only in the... Con oh, sorry. You were probably going to say what I was going to say. Go ahead. No, I'm just go, go ahead. Because um, I have a, a new epiphany about this. Well, because what you were saying, so this is only in the context of someone who is already believing in he God. He is talking to his disciples okay, right. about yeah. what they should expect to experience. Okay. Absolutely. And that's why, to put it in a spiritual thing, throws the whole thing into a wrench. It's a physical deal of. Oh, man, it's going to be bad. Very, oh, it's bad. So bad. I mean, just a lot of you are going to die right in the front. But those who endure to the end, you will be delivered. Why? Because I'm going to come back, blow the whistle, and say, That's it. Everybody out of the pool. Because remember, the, the, the disciples started this off with three questions. Yes. So everything that Yeshua is telling the disciples here is in context of the three questions that they ask. That's right. Yeah. The end times, the sign of his coming, the sign of the end of the age. Those who are delivered, does that mean they won't have to face death at all in any point in that future? We're going to get to that when we hit to Revelation, because okay. I don't think the Master gets to that in 24 or 25. Okay, I that is, a great, all that is a great question, right? right. So those who, uh, who uh, are part of the first resurrection, the second resurrection, the first death, the second death... We're going to get into that okay. back end. That's great. That's a that's a good question. Is that? Did we do we do okay? Do we do we change some minds? Did we get a uh, maybe a context that helps us better understand that? I'm feeling a little bit like the midrash where you can both be right, but I think that I understand what you're saying. Yes. I, I, again, we see your point. We don't agree. Yeah. No, no. Actually, <laughs> I actually, I actually think I actually think that whether whether this passage is saying I'm saying or not, I think that both 
points are being made by Yeshua at some stage. In yeah, the there's no teaching. question. Right. I think the, I think our point was this passage has to do with those three. The answer to the three questions Micah brought up, and those questions are all about the end times and not necessarily life as a believer in general, That's salvation right. in general. And in this case, clearly we're talking about nasty, bad death, tribulation, persecution, stuff. Brother against brother, killing one another, father, ugh, bad, bad deal. So, um, a, a physical deliverance. And that's why I think deliverance is a, is a better word than saved. Because you say saved, in trying to a Christian, obviously it's spiritual, right? Because why would you be talking about saved and not talk about spiritual? Well, we're talking about when life gets tough, when persecution comes. And in this case, there's really only two ways out. You're either going to die, and we'll read in Revelation about getting your head chopped off, which I hope is reserved for that end of the room. Quite frankly, personally, I, you know, that's, sorry. Um, I'm not into the head chop deal. Um, the other thing, if you don't get the head chop deal, is... Enduring, making it through, whether it's by luck, that's odd, um, or craftiness, protection from other Jews, who I think are going to be persecuted just like us. But you know, there. All right, we are out of time. Those friendly and, uh, pagans, you can, yeah. They're the friendly pagans, right? <laughs> the ones who really aren't sure about this man of lawlessness, but he's got a cool name. Well, David. You think you can close us in prayer? Sure. Have you been practicing? Prayer. Every day. Oh, good. Well, there you go. I can't wait. <laughs> God, Osai, we thank you so much for the opportunity to gather together as uh, brothers in faith to study over your word and just uh, uh, encourage us uh, with a mind to uh, the day that our Messiah returns and that uh, yeah, we will all be caught up together with him uh, or <laughs> whatever it might be and uh, that we dwell with him in uh, and in the world to come. Uh, I pray that you would bless each of us as we uh, go from here and that uh, you would convict us to uh, be a light to those around us and that uh, through our walk we would encourage uh, others to seek you out and uh, just make you the focal point of their life. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. We bless you for your word. And uh, amen. 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 Thank you, David. We will continue with Matthew 24 next week, uh, hopefully finish that out. So you're going to want to review Matthew 24 again, get the context, and uh, I look forward to it next week.